The Only Hymns, Book 1, Number 62, The Good Physician, by John Newton, English Anglican Clergyman, 1725 to 1807. How lost was my condition till Jesus made me whole? There is but one physician can cure a sin-sick soul. Next door to death he found me and snatched me from the grave to tell all around me his wondrous power to save. The worst of all diseases is light compared to sin. On every part it seizes, but rages most within. Tis palsy, dropsy, fever, and madness all combined, and none but a believer the least relief to find. From men great skill professing, I thought a cure to gain, but this proved more distressing and added to my pain. Some said that nothing ailed me, some gave me up for lost, Thus every refuge failed me, and all my hopes were crossed. At length this great physician, how matchless is his grace, accepted my petition and undertook my case. First gave me sight to view him, for sin my eyes had sealed. Then bid me look unto him. I looked, and I was healed. A dying risen Jesus, seen by the eye of faith, at once from anguish freezes and saves the soul from death. Come then to this physician, his help he'll freely give. He makes no hard condition, tis only look and live. Scripture reading, Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, There cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came into the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house a certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, 
and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was laying. And he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Devotional Remarks from Christ's Sympathy to Weary Pilgrims by Octavius Winslow, English Pastor, 1808 to 1878. Your Almighty Friend Because Jesus is the Almighty God, His people have an Almighty Burden Bearer. We are a burden people. Every believer carries a burden particular to himself. What is your burden, O believer? Is it indwelling sin? Is it some natural infirmity of the flesh? Is it a constitutional weakness? Is it some domestic trial? Is it a personal or relative trial? Is it the loss of property? Is it the decay of health? Is it soul anxiety? Is it mental despondency? Come, oppressed and burdened believer, ready to give up all and sink. Behold, Jesus, the Almighty God, omnipotent to transfer your burden to Himself and to give you rest. It is well that you are sensible of the pressure, that you may feel your weakness and insufficiency, and that you are brought to the end of all your own power. Now, turn to your Almighty Friend, who is the Creator of the ends of the earth, the everlasting God, who does not faint, neither is weary. Oh, what strength there is in Jesus for the weak and faint and drooping of His flock. You are ready to succumb to your foes, and you think the battle of faith is lost. Cheer up! Jesus, your Savior, friend, and brother, is the Almighty God, and will perfect His strength in your weakness. The battle is not yours, but His. Jesus sustains our infirmities, bears our burdens, supplies our needs, and encircles us with the shield of His Almightiness. What a divine spring of consolation and strength to the tired and afflicted saint is the almightiness of Jesus. Your sorrow is too deep, your affliction too heavy, your difficulty too great for any human to resolve. It distances in its intensity and magnitude the sympathy and the power of man. Come you who are tossed with tempest and not comforted. Come you whose spirit is wounded and whose heart is broken whose mind is bowed down to the dust. Hide for a little while within Christ's sheltering almightiness. Jesus is equal to your condition. His strength is almighty. His love is almighty. His grace is almighty. His sympathy is almighty. His arm is almighty. His resources are infinite, fathomless, measureless. And all His almightiness is on your side and will bring you through the fire and through the water. Almighty to rescue, He is 
also your brother and friend to sympathize. And while his divine arm encircles, upholds, and keeps you, his human soul, touched with the feeling of your infirmities, yearns over you with all the deep intensity of its compassionate tenderness. A prayer from The Rise and Progress of Religion in the Soul by Philip Doddridge, English nonconformist, congregationalist, minister, educator, and hymn writer, 1702 to 1751. O Lord God, Thou searchest all hearts and triest all the reins of the children of men. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Doth not conscience, O Lord, testify in thy presence that my repentance and faith are such as have been described, or at least that is my earnest prayer that they may be so. Come, therefore, O blessed Spirit, who art the author of all grace and consolation, and work this temper more fully in my soul. O represent sin to my eyes in all its most odious colors, that I may feel a mortal and irreconcilable hatred to it. O represent the majesty and mercy of the blessed God in such a manner that my heart may be alarmed and that it may be melted. Smite the rock, that the waters may flow, waters of genuine, undissembled, and filial repentance. Convince me, O thou blessed Spirit, of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Show me that I have undone myself, but that my help is found in God alone, in God through Christ, in whom alone He will extend compassion and help to me. According to that particular office, Take of Christ and show it unto me. Show me his power to save. Show me his willingness to exert that power. Teach my faith to behold him as extended on the cross with open arms, with a pierced, bleeding side, and so telling me in the most forceful language what room there is in his heart for me. May I know what it is to have my whole heart subdued by love so subdued as to be crucified with him, to be dead to sin and dead to the world, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. In his power and love may I confide. To him may I without any reserve commit my spirit. His image may I bear. His laws may I observe. His service may I pursue and may I remain through time and eternity a monument of the efficacy of his gospel and a trophy of his victorious grace. O blessed God, if there be anything wanting toward constituting me as a sincere Christian, discover it to me and work it in me. Beat down, I beseech thee, every false and presumptuous hope, how costly soever that building may have been which is thus laid in ruins and how proud soever I may have been in its vain ornaments. Let me know the worst of my case, be that knowledge ever so distressing. And if there be remaining danger, oh, let my heart be fully sensible of it, sensible while yet there is a remedy. If there be any secret sin yet lurking in my soul, which I have not sincerely renounced, discover it to me 
and rend it out of my heart, though it may have shot its roots ever so deep and have wrapped them all around it so that every nerve shall be pained by the separation. Tear it away, O Lord, by a hand graciously severe, and by degrees, yea, Lord, by speedy advances, go on, I beseech thee, to perfect what is still lacking in my faith. Accomplish in me all the good pleasure of thy goodness. Enrich me, O Heavenly Father, with all the graces of thy Spirit. Form me to the complete image of thy dear Son, and then, for his sake, come unto me and manifest thy gracious presence in my soul till it is ripened by that state of glory for which all these operations are intended to prepare it. Amen.